this week on the BevCast. I see they didn't remove enough of your brains. Your mouth is still getting your ass in trouble. One star. We're slim. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey! BevCast! Episode 386. Whoa! Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. Like the, the computer, they rendered the effects for this movie on. We got hey. the math coprocessor and everything. <laughs> Neat. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm DJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. And then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go, what if I have jocks and robot jocks? Robot jocks is the best. Way to be good, robot jocks. However, there are bad, bad movies. This is a stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags after bags of garbage. Trash bags. Trash. Trash. Garbage bags. I, I got to work on the flow. The yeah. flow is now broken. Like the hero of 1990, the Bronx Warriors. His trash. Yes. Bad hero. Trash. Bad trash. Uh, but we find ourselves back in the uh, filmography of Fred Olin Ray. Way back... Towards the beginning, the the beginning, right? Uh, close to close it. To it. Uh, One of pretty close. Uh, 1986's Star Slammer, yeah, or a multitude of other thing that, things that it's known by Prison Ship, or Star Slammer: The Escape, or the Adventures the of Adventures of Tauron, 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 Break, Star Slammer. At least that's what shows up in the movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they slap like three titles on top of each other, all in different font or typeface. Uh, so let's uh, get a quick plot summary for this out of the way and talk more about it. Two women who have been unjustly confined to a prison ship plot their escape, all while having to put up with lesbian guards, crazed wardens, and mutant rodents. <laughs> well, there's more than two women, but okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, but... But only two of them have been unjustly oh, uh, imprisoned. Yeah. Okay. The rest of them are justly prison. The second one was unjustly imprisoned? They didn't, they didn't establish anything. Only one of them anything. claimed yeah. innocence, the... Squeaker is that her name? Sure, yeah, she was the yeah. one like lawyer fuck me. Yeah, but well, as lawyers do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like you said, Fred Olin Ray. Yes, uh-huh. it's our fifth Fred Olin Ray. Five timers club. Yep. Welcome, Fred. <laughs> we <laughs> get a jacket. <laughs> yes, we've done all his big I, I hits. I hope so. <laughs> all his huge smash hits. Well, yeah, I mean, there's. There's not a lot. There's a whole lot of credits establishing this movie, but I mean, mm-hmm. well, like, it has a cold open. Yeah, yeah, it does. Which it, the, yeah, it kind of serves no purpose. Ultimately, no, no, it other doesn't. other than to say, hey, in prison they might torture you by putting slugs on your back, mm-hmm. and, and a lady might eat them, and mm-hmm. hot coals maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but yes, it's just well, establishing the shitty prison ship before mm-hmm. we get there. Welcome to the stars. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're. You're slammed into this movie because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like woman chained up on the wall. You're like, what is going Star on? Star slammed in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, however, we must go to the distant planet of Arizona uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. to yeah. join uh, our our heroine Tara, mm-hmm. uh, who is. Well, first uh, we see a wizard. Well, f- that's true. First we have a space <laughs> wizard or an Arizona wizard out uh, for a stroll. Yeah, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Just chilling with his magic staff and uh-huh. just taking just a, taking a walk. Along. Yeah, and he happens upon some. Well, no, it's like Jawas. Because, but yeah, like some some <laughs> some some little people start following him with weird makeup on and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and they then, make noises yeah. like. And then they basically just like stop him, and out pops Tara, and she, she's not dressed for space and or where she is. I no, mean, no, she's barely dressed at all, and. She's got one of those dinosaur island outfits on. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. But even less, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but it's yeah, it's on she, the poster. Is the it, outfit that it, she's it is, wearing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she pops out and says something like, "I, I don't know." It's very threatening. Like, but then all, next thing you know, they're cut away to the next scene, and they're just kind of sitting around a campfire talking. Mm-hmm. There, there are some some space crystals that kind Spistles. of seem to be important and will never be mentioned From after the next scene. Craters. Yeah, but they've just got a pile of these things, and the the little Jawa creatures are kind of into it. But they are just chilling, basically, mm-hmm. not doing anything. They're hanging out at camp. Mm-hmm. And he's just explaining that he's a, you know, a space minister of some sort, priest, some something or other. Right. Yeah. And he sounds like Emo Phillips. Yeah. And he's just he's just kind of on like a journey. Emo Phillips on Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is fucking spaced out, man. Oh, so you want some crystals. Okay. But oh, yes, Tower briefly explains that like getting these crystals is dangerous, that they have to be removed out of the acid, dried off, and that these little Jawa creatures help her, and they're, but they're just not very bright. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, like mm-hmm. one of the, the first one just decided to take a bath in one of the craters and melted his face off. So, you know, you should probably watch out for that. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. He played a bitch in guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and his face melted. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. And um then like space cars cruising down the sort of road. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot about the space car. And out pops out of the space car pops our heavy metal vil- band. Villain Bantor and his crew. Bantor. Yeah. Ross Hagen. Ross Hagen. Alum. Uh-huh. Action USA, Alienator, Dinosaur Island. And, and our was, favorite Red Dead Redemption. He's a voice in Red Dead <laughs> yeah, Redemption. He was, he was landing <laughs> Landon Ricketts, wasn't uh-huh. that his name? Yep. The old, crusty guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but yeah, his voice is great. Yeah. he's He just kind of pops out, and he's got a ragtag group of people. Like, he's got two, or th- is it th- three, mostly nondescript guys that are just... He's got two nondescript guys. The other guys are very descript. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, all right, so he's got his little, like, helper dude that kind of looks like a cross between Joey Pants and Flea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he's got interesting hair every yeah, time you see him. Yeah. He's kind of got flea from Back to the Future hair, like just fucking yeah. weird colors and like just. Style it might be stranger. flea. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's fun flea. fact. That guy wrote the script. Oh, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but like, he's the in, the only interesting one. The other ones are like, you know, Road Warrior ripoffs. Like they just have strange armor and face covering things part of their face and well the tall guy like, with long silver hair is yeah, he's is a, also quite a, distinct. Yeah, he's a little distinct, but. Yeah, he's just got cronies, and then this one guy who's just kind of like his brains of his operation, I guess. He's a schemer and just a weasel. Sure. You know, so. But they want the space crystals. They're, they're just there yes. for something. I mean, yeah. They're valuable. there to collect tax or something. Yeah. There was. <laughs> yes, they're, they're supposedly the official envoys of the, uh, whatever, the sovereign. <laughs> yeah, the yes. sovereign. Yeah. And. Uh, I haven't collected the wizard tax yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he probably like, hit it up his wizard sleeve. <laughs> like Tara and the Jawas basically f- kind of fuck off around the corner and leave the wizard just kind of sitting there with these crystals. Mm-hmm. And they come up and are like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna you know need those crystals for the tax and everything." He's like, "Well, this is for the church and <laughs> stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, you can come get these whenever you want. Just you know, we'll just hold on to them." And he's like, "No, I don't believe you." And he says something about, "Oh, I don't know." He tells him that like the insane man holds the key to his own asylum something like that yeah and then he gets zapped and disintegrates yeah yeah or well turns into light and then vanishes Mm -hmm. vaporizes yeah yeah so this guy we've been following is dead yeah 
And then one of the Jawa guys comes out and immediately gets disintegrated. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then Tyro comes out and they're like, shooting. Well, wait, I don't know. Lady. Lady. So. And she's got some kind of space axe, space club. The same thing the little Jawas had. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a cross between an axe and a trident. Like, kind of. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's just, a club it's with a, a pointy end yeah, and a it's tooth dumb. axe. But she stalks a couple of the generic dudes and murders them mm-hmm. um, looks to murder all three of them but yeah. apparently just knocked one out sure um there's one guy who's just totally into j- jumping over rocks because oh, he's he does stunts. he does this stunt jump and you're like where's he gonna land and you did because you don't see the other rock he's jumping to but mm-hmm. yeah he gets murdered and then mm-hmm. uh the matthias hughes looking guy almost gets murdered but it happens off camera so you think but yeah, but no she, she comes back to the camp and uh, encounters a uh, Bantor, Bantor, and it gets a little <laughs> creepy for a moment. They have a little. They, they wrestle Bantor. for a moment, and then you mm-hmm. know, like it starts to get creepy, and then she just grabs his hand and like pushes it towards one of the craters and acids his hand off, and mm-hmm. he screams and cut to like cut to space, cut to, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite literal Starfield, and then judge guy just kind of appearing on top of it the disembodied head of john carity yeah. shows up who man I, they must have had him in someone's garage reading off a piece of paper because he's he is not actually in this film at no, all it at is all. just his head in the clouds in the space and he just like i said to you do the space jail yeah, seven years <laughs> of hard labor or till your death whichever comes first i'm the star slammer boogity yeah. <laughs> Boogadee, indeed. <laughs> yeah, but they somewhere along the way, some there was a little bit of exposition, which was like, we don't have typical jails anymore. We have these floaty spaceship jails, <laughs> and you know they just kind of travel around in our jails, and, space jail, space jails. Yep. Yeah. So or Star Slammer, if you will. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I will. Or uh, a prison oh, ship. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. It's a slammer in the star. And and she's getting yeah. Tara's getting delivered all doped up and you know wakes up on this. Oh, they've got some slammer. real good dumb space name for whatever drug it is, syntho wave or syntho narc, some dumb thing. I think it was syntho narc. Okay. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. yeah, I would if somebody said to me. Hey man, do you want to buy some synthonark? <laughs> I would absolutely buy all of it. Whatever it is. Well, yes, first you have to great. ask them. You're not a narc, are you? <laughs> You're not a You're cop, not are a you? Synthonark, <laughs> are you? You're not and a cyber like, are you? Then the guy would be like, I'm not selling to you. Get away from me. You yep. have to tell me. Legally, you yes. have to tell me you if you're a synthonark. <laughs> now sell me some synthonark. <laughs> so I can get space wrecked. Sprecked. Sprecked in St. Deutsch. Oh, my God. Um, but yes, so she awakes and... Um, <sighs> I, I don't know what the system is like. They they cart her into this room and like tie her to the wall, and then are basically like, "Hey, inmates, do with you do with her what you will." Like, yeah, you've got twenty her. minutes. Do whatever you want to do, go yeah. for it. A meet and greet and beat, you know that they have <laughs> um, because. Hi, I'm Tammy. Punch. <laughs> that's the first one. Like gives her a gut punch, and then like for a while, it's usually like, "I'm gonna act like I'm gonna hurt you," but nah. And, like yeah. one of them even kisses her on the lips, and it's mm-hmm. just like, "I'm so and so, and I like to scratch." Mm-hmm. Her name is. Scratch. Oh, is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good nickname. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what are you into? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Squeaker and I'm annoying as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a mousy girl who yeah, doesn't yeah. want yeah. anything to do. Well, and they she's... make her slap 
our heroine. Yeah. yeah. She's basically the <laughs> she piggy of this Lord of the it. Flies because uh, <laughs> she's annoying. The leader of the women, Mark. Lady Mike. 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 Yeah. Lady Mike. is like, come on, squeaker. And Miss then just Mike. grabs her hand and makes her slap her. <laughs> it's real dumb. But mm-hmm. yeah, then I don't know. The warden shows up or. No, no, no. They, they say we have Muffin coming. <laughs> oh, that's right. Muffin. Which is. Yeah. Muffin's coming. I don't know if they were saying we have Muff incoming or Muffin coming. I don't know. Either one would have been accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, they yes. said that because they haven't established what this character's name is, right. and her name is Muffin, and she's the eye patch lady we saw in the cold open. Who was torturing and eating the bugs. Turns out she's, like, an actual inmate, too, but she's, like, you know, head rat, I guess, because yeah. she's, like, the... Yeah, she's she's the one who's kind of basically become the second in command just by being... Yeah. The biggest suck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you she's know, a big guest alum. Yeah. Dawn from, Wildsmith from Cyclone, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and Alienator. Yeah. Those might all be Fred Olin Ray. They movies. are. <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she is this. She's got an eye patch mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. one. She's got sweet, like, triangular Star Trek y earrings. And she is overacting the fuck out of everything she does oh she's space angry at mm-hmm. every point in this movie yeah N- never she never commits to it though it's almost like she's afraid to scream because it's going to blow out the mic mm-hmm. but she will she's at like nine and a half yeah the whole time she's super pissed off all the time like at one point you're like christ lady calm down yeah <laughs> you're gonna burst a vein in your forehead mm. yeah in, in her in her opening well not the cold open but like her intro scene here mm-hmm. she had a very joan cusack at the end of adam's family vibe oh, yeah the whole time was i like, was like joan yeah, cusack yeah. is well it's just lady. like i mean it's just like crazy yeah. I'm, I'm at the end of my rope joan cusack mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah like and she just is like you know i'm the one in charge and, blah, 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 and okay let's go see the warden mm-hmm. and there are android guys on this thing yeah there are masked dudes who apparently are androids but they're all like different body shapes which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense like and, got different, and, different models of android and also you, they're, yeah. also they're kind of malfunctioning because like they they establish that like these things aren't these prison ships are not very well maintained no so. but that's why each one only has six prisoners on it yeah <laughs> which seems like the least cost-effective way to house prisoners <laughs> to put them on spaceships with malfunctioning androids and just have six of them roaming around at all times mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck they want to do yeah yeah so they go see the warden mm-hmm. uh, um the warden is your every women in prison movie she's doing the Nazi. ilsa yeah. she wolf thing yes because she's got the hat mm-hmm. she looks kind of like red skull <laughs> <laughs> yep um tits are hanging out uh, yeah, yeah like, all the way out yeah this woman has enormous breasts mm-hmm. like to the point where she kind of can't walk properly that she, may be because she's 82 <laughs> <laughs> i was trying back problem i was trying to get an age on her but i i don't know yeah yeah. But she's played by Mariah Gant, mm-hmm. who she's born in 1777. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, what a lovely lady she yeah. was. Yeah. The super soldier serum really? did not work on her properly. <laughs> no, and no, but yeah, that, so she that, went into space. But her character, she's the lesbian warden, Nazi, S and M, whatever, whatever the scene needs to be creepy. Mm-hmm. She will pop in and you know lick someone's face or something. Yeah, like yeah. she's got skulls around her office sure. room, whatever. It's like her bedroom and her office. Yeah, and she's basically hurt. Like we muffins' direction has been, "You're angry, you're pissed mm-hmm. all the time," and her direction has basically been, 
you're you're kind of slutty. You're you're kind of her, her direction is B. Elvira. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like she gives announcements like slunk over the, her throne, which is like this little love seat couch thing, and she's posing like Elvira, and it, yes. that's basically who she is. She's Elvira. Yeah. But without the jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but- so Elvira had jokes. I was not aware. Purportedly, at okay. times she made jokes. I, I, I think yeah. it was usually innuendos. They were, and she yes. would say probably in your windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, she does uh, have some of those. The, the space Nazi lady does have some innuendos at some point because mm-hmm. um, we pointed them out, but yeah, we quickly tired of them. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, she gives a speech and it's just like, yeah, you know, whatever, you're fucked, and mm-hmm. you know, muffin here is gonna make your life hell. Yep. Yeah, As but she's do. also like, well, but if you're good, if you cooperate and behave, then. Yeah, every, good, good every, things will come to you. Wink, wink. I mean, Tara nudge, is not nudge. not an unattractive lady, but everyone is treating her like the most attractive lady of all time. And it's well, like, they make her like, okay, put on your prison uniform, and she's like, okay, whatever, and she you know takes off her her space bikini and puts on her her space shorts, and mm-hmm. all the ladies are just like, ooh, ooga, you know, and it's like. Well, ladies, you also have them. You can look right down and see them. I mean, Throughout this movie, there's a lot of off-camera, foleyed in, like, yeah. women just making noise. Yes. Like, yeah. for long amounts of time. Like, for the endur- entirety of scenes, it's mm-hmm. it's either, yet when there's a fight, it's just everyone start walla, 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 yeah, <laughs> walla, 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 in the background. Or, yep. or <laughs> through, like, the entire scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, as far as like plot goes, that's it. Pretty much. The rest of the movie is just they're on a spaceship and it's supposed to be a prison. And yeah, don't try to escape. You're going to die. Yeah. And you also know when an act is over because they flash a big title card on the screen that says this is what chapter it is. Mm -hmm. So that's how they keep the plot moving. They go to the mess hall. They do. And everyone of course the food is sh- like all right so they have the like, green mush that they're eating mm. but when they first walk in there is like an actual apple pie <laughs> cooling on the table i did not notice that yeah i mean like a <laughs> proper fucking like layered pie huh. and i'm like why don't they eat that yeah like you're bitching about the food but you've got i i mean it could be rat shit pie for all i know but i mean it's like you know it's got a th- proper thatched cover pie thing you know, like lattice lattice yeah maybe that was for this the space doctor who's I, in there doing her work maybe the short order cook made something special for mm-hmm. himself yeah maybe yeah. there's literally there, a short order there, cook. there's a little a short he's a little cook. man he, he does have a really cool mask though like, the mask yeah. is pretty good yeah it obviously is too big for him because he seems to have to hold it on as he's doing anything in the scene yeah. but whatever it looks, it looks yeah, cool though it's fine whatever. it's a cool mask but yeah this they're in this mess hall for like 15 minutes and it's just like, here, here's the gross food and the, all the women are constantly just poking each other and just like nipping at each other and constantly just like tapping each other on the shoulder and then pretending it wasn't them. It's yeah, just, they're all like 11. Yeah, it's just this constant like, I'm trying to irritate you, but I have no reason to be that way. And yeah, and there's a few things like they debate whether or not Torah is a plant from the warden, mm-hmm. which... Why would that matter? Uh, for one, uh, they also like they they think that there is someone there who's a mole for the resistance, right? Which is very obviously the doctor, mm-hmm. which turns out to be the doctor. Uh, oh, yeah, go figure. Yeah, but so there's a lot of that stuff thrown around. But then I believe you mean Roberto's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, 
No. <laughs> she has a large face. <laughs> it's a very pretty large face. She was face. gifted with lots of face. I have to say, fine? she had a prominent chin and jawline yeah. for a lady. Well, she's still attractive, but it very was pretty. there. I'm sure she's a she wonderful soul. Looked have a you, lot better once her hair was down. Have like, you, have you seen her... young Robert Zadar? Yes. Handsome man. She's a handsome woman. He's yes. been in a couple Bamfcast. I'm just saying, I've like young, him. you know, he was a model. He was, a, he was. He a still lovely, had a large, a lot of face, but man. you know, like, yes, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, so they they get into all that, and eventually, Tora gets her food, makes one of them move so she can sit down next to her, mm-hmm. and that's when Mike's like, "How you liking the food?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not complaining." And she's like, well, here, eat this. I found it today and dumps a bunch of gummy worms in her food. Mm-hmm. Mm, gummy worms. Yeah. And she's like, like, you worms. eat it first. And <laughs> throws water in her face and then they get in a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way the fights are filmed in this movie are POV shots mm-hmm. from the other side. So there's always someone leering at the camera and swinging an arm near and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the other ladies are in the background just rabber, 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 yeah. rabber. It's like, yep. okay. And the androids are like, I don't know. Should I stop this? <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the doctor pretty much ignores all of it. Oh, she bails. She just is like, oh, yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Yeah. But yeah. And they, they fight for what feels like longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. And I guess Tora kind of wins before, you know, Muffin and the Warden show up. Well, this, this begins a very common theme of like, not taking your opportunity or finishing the job mm-hmm. throughout this movie mm-hmm. because there, there is a point where first Tora is winning and then she didn't realize they were playing prison rules because uh, Mike basically hits her with something and she's like, oh, we can do that. And a tray pick- table, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Tora ends up picking up the tray right. and, and smacks Mike in the face and then just throws the tray down. It's like, well... No, do it again. That's how you would win. Like, <laughs> yeah. keep doing that. Just beat her to death with but that. The tray was out of hits. That yes, yeah, ran out of bullets. It started blinking and then right. it yeah. disappeared from yeah. existence. They were playing double dragon rules. <laughs> River City Ransom, maybe I don't know. But yes, um, yeah. So like, whatever. Muffin comes in and breaks this up, and mm-hmm. and they both get thrown in solitary. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that first? No, they they have to fight first. They go to the arena thing first, right? Oh, that's Cause, right. Because yeah. right, the okay, next thing we yes. see, where they're like in this really cheap looking stockade thing. Well, yeah, they, they want to know who started it. Right. Who yeah. started this? And they're like, neither of them will say anything. Mm-hmm. So, God, they're in just a styrofoam stockade. Yeah. And it's it's real dumb because like it's set up like bleachers. And the warden is there because obviously she's into this. But Muffin goes behind where they have the people, you know, in the locks or whatever, mm-hmm. and is just spanking them off camera, mm-hmm. out of vision of anybody. Seemingly only like to register a, a complaint for off camera spanking. Well, it just it just seems like this is the kind of thing the warden would be totally into. Why is it hidden from right. view? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, it also it seems like only Tara gets. It does the seem like that. I could never quite tell who's getting hit because like well, yeah, Tara not- only reacts to it every third hit or so and the other girl doesn't react to it at all like she just keeps looking over like i'm glad it's not me yeah. so and then that's it or like, maybe she says numb buns i don't know numb like, buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe this happens all the time you know like, yeah built up a resistance exactly <laughs> she's got it calloused happens. buns yeah yeah um but yes eventually the warden's like enough mm-hmm. and i promised you a treat 
and all the other prisoners start being let in, all mm-hmm. chained up, and they're like s- straight from multi-time victory and something something matches, and his hit Saturday morning, Saturday cartoon, morning show. cartoon show. Yeah, it's the something blob or the something. It's the the great mass. I, I it's something like. I don't know. Hunk. Something hunk. It was something hunk because... It was very... Spe- it, it, the description was very Hulk Hogan-y. Yeah. Like champion wrestler and star of his own Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. show. Now, yeah. now this was... this was. I think it's a little bit of a, of a throw-off because there was a point earlier. It's it's almost insignificant until, except that I think about it now. Mm-hmm. There was a point where the warden is watching like hologram wrestling mm-hmm. and there was like a big giant buff dude mm-hmm. fighting like a little kid luchador. Mm-hmm. And... Yes. I mean, like, straight up a little kid with a luchador mask and the little kid wins. Yeah. And so, like, you hear this, like, whatever hunk, and you're like, okay, maybe it's the little kid. Like, that's a joke, or maybe it's the big butch mm-hmm. dude or whatever. But no, it's this giant shit monster with teeth comes in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's just a weird fleshy head with lots of teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like shark style, like four mm-hmm. rows of teeth or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just menaces them around the room. And they both like, oh, no, and keep looking like they're going to like they can't move side to side. They can only back up against the wall and the other one has to save them somehow. Yeah. And eventually they both back up against the same wall and it's like, what will they do now? And <laughs> Tara's like, hey, look, a conveniently placed electrical line that's barely attached to this wall. Let me grab that and shove it in its mouth. And mm-hmm. the thing fries and the warden's like, enough, damn it. And that's and they, when they get thrown in solitary. They low five each other. And then, yeah, they're in jail. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, each in like side by side cells, which is funny to me because there was only one of these cells. You could tell from like the stains and shit on the wall that mm-hmm. there was only one of these built. So they had to film all of one actress's scenes, and then with another, it just made me laugh because they were quite obviously just filming one actress in the cell the entire time, reacting to nothing, yep. and then yep. bring the other actress in and, and have them. Go. And there's like ashy dead bones and shit down on the bottom of these floors sure um that they're just like oh this is gross and kicking it away and while mike is doing that she looks down and there's a harmonica in the pile of bones and shit of course there is and she doesn't know what a harmonica is because she picks it up and is like what is this how hard is it bites on it like is this solid and then like sniffs at it like can i eat this like solid gold harmonica <laughs> yeah. like you couldn't pick up a harmonica and go oh that thing's kind of solid i yeah. shouldn't bite that yeah uh. and then eventually is like kind of looking smelling Funny at idiot. it smelling at it and then you know exhales and makes a little noise and is like oh okay huh and then like wipes <laughs> it off and like starts to put it in her mouth and like three seconds later from biting harmonica like what is this is doing like blues vibrato with her hand on the back of it. It's yeah. and then I'm not playing it well. Like she doesn't immediately like just no. go into like, but it's just like holding a harmonica and moving it like you would hold you know, a harmonica. It's like oh, and okay. She just launches into performance of whatever it is I'm playing on this harmonica. Like she is up and dancing and you know bouncing around and just giving a performance on harmonica. Mm-hmm. And it and it cuts away. Does it? Is this the first time we see the Sovereign or something? Like Maybe. We might have seen them. There was a TV commercial that interrupts right. the movie uh, yeah. earlier. That was when playing in the mess hall. Yeah, we're in the, when they're in the mess hall, which is like advertising almost like a game show mm-hmm. and saying how there's an Inquisitor, Inquisitor. on the ship, Scarface, but... It's like it's like a little biography of him, like he's been champion torturer for a yeah. hundred years, <laughs> which they show a little kid disfigured face with a trophy... <laughs> 
Yeah, like half of his face is like acid melted off, yeah. like, you know, droopy eyeball, <laughs> Toxic Avenger style. Yeah. yeah. But even the little like kid is like, he got a trophy for squishing 5,000 nanobugs in 35 mm-hmm. seconds or whatever, like the new world record, yeah. universe record. I don't know. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't remember if the sovereign shows up in that scene or not. I, no, I think but they, there they is just, a cutaway to them to later mm-hmm. where but they're. I also want to point out the. They also mentioned that the Inquisitor enjoys moon surfing, <laughs> which oh, they kind yeah. of no does not enjoy moon surfing. That was enjoy... one of his dislikes. But the why they show up doing it or somebody was it was doing somebody it. was doing oh. it. He just, he doesn't like <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe he was just grouchy, like mm, moon surfing. I have to, but I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that was listed under his dislikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just for a <laughs> which brief... made it even funnier that they show yes, someone for moon surfing. A brief second, they have somebody standing in front of a green screen or blue screen and and just standing on like some stupid looking space surfboard just mm-hmm. you know hanging tin to nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah like mm-hmm. he's like the fucking bronze surfer or something mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'd much rather be surfing than any other celestial buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh anyway the the she has to go meet the sovereign mm-hmm. at some point not even sure why but they it, basically she, they're like hey you you still how are you doing on, you, how you doing on prisoners? She's like, got, well, we had to sell 50 of them to some planet. Yeah. She's like, well, you gave us our cut, right? She's like, of course, you guys always get your cut first. Yeah. And that's kind of that. Mm-hmm. It's all just vague, sinister, it's, nothing. It's dumb yeah. setup because he's just like, we're going to be sending some people your way. Like, they shouldn't get in your way. Mm-hmm. And she men- he mentioned something like, one of them is Bantor. You're going to keep an eye on him. Ever since he lost his hand, he's not quite right in the head. But, you know, he'll be all right. Yeah. And some sort of sexual banter, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. she's just like, may I congratulate you on the day before your birthday? And he's like, yeah, it is totally my birthday. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of pointless aside from saying, hey, Bantor is going to be on the ship now. Mm-hmm. Well, it does establish his birthday because the girls are allowed to party on his birthday. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because, yes, they get That's released right. from solitary into the middle of like. Man, a raucous well, party. Okay, so th- the other thing oh, that oh, happened in solitary yes. was that. Uh, so while what's her face is jamming on the harmonica, uh, the other the other one is. Oh Carl. God, there's a armadillo rat in here trying to get me. Even though I know where it is from the sound, I'm just going to look all over the place because who knows where it could be at any time. So it you- also has the ability to jump. Yes, mm-hmm. up to her neck. Right. They call it a Jaeger rat. Sure. Well, she- she was not good with spatial awareness. No, no, no she was not. Spatial. I get it. Okay. Spatial. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like ah, that thing's got a chalk for a neck. Just, just fucking twist it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and they just shoot her in the face with oh a blood God. cannon. <laughs> <laughs> to, to which, like, they and spend. They, they, they throw a blood water balloon. At oh her. yeah, totally. Like, she and gets then splattered. They make her sell it for like thirty seconds of just like. <laughs> Oh, that was so stressful. She was front the row of the Guar concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this was... Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so now they've established there are these dumb rat things. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then they, they get released and they go back to the general area. And Mike and Tora are friends now. Yes, they've bonded. They they t- they both took care of the, the blobby monster thing, survived solitary. Because like at first, like she's like, oh, it's probably one of those rats. You're fucked. And then like she kind of starts screaming <laughs> when it attacks her once. She's, she's like... You okay? Yeah. Like, take care now. Yeah. But yes, they, they show back up and have brief merriment, mm-hmm. which includes drinking, you know, space toilet wine. Space toilet wine. Spoilet wine. Which, mm-hmm. the second that shit hits your lips, you are fucking wasted. Well, they <laughs> said it's 85% alcohol, and the other 15% was coolant. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why would if Any you have eighty five percent alcohol? Why are you even bothering putting coolant in it? Oh, cause, because coolant's antifreeze is sweet. Antifreeze is sweet. Oh, to yeah. make it to make it go down it easier. Nice. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is put a drop on your tongue, Plus, and you're fucking gone. <laughs> Chuck, it's cold in space. Oh, yeah. So if you drink antifreeze, you'll do mm-hmm. better. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in space, <laughs> no one can hear you drink. <laughs> no, they sure yeah. can. A few Man. seconds after you drink. That means you can't be an alcoholic in space. <laughs> so see you guys later. <laughs> this just turns to drunken nonsense in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Which ends immediately as mm. soon as Bantor shows up. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he comes in, he's like, I've, I see you, Tora. And she's like all sassy to him. Because yeah. he's like, look at my robot hand. Yeah. You know, and she's like, well, looks like you're hand is robotic now i mean like <laughs> she's just saying stupid yeah. fucking nonsense to him like well that bet what go stick your finger in a light socket ha 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 you know it's well, like, that's what the other ladies yeah. your nose with a rubber <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mm. that level of bullshit yeah <laughs> it's like your insults are fucking and it, and terrible when you <laughs> jack off does it feel like a tin can rubbing against you <laughs> is this the awesome scene or is it later well no it's this scene okay, because the he, scene. they okay. like but what the stuff they're saying gets him so riled right. up mm. that he's like oh i'm gonna make you pay oh. <laughs> and then his assistant guy like runs around him and hands him like a thermos yeah which he crushes yeah and it throws <laughs> to the ground and then storms out <laughs> and then the assistant guy just looks at him all and goes and then leaves yeah so suddenly we've got 20 seconds of greatness in this movie and you're like okay we're on now this is gonna be good Mm. Mm. Uh, no because i i don't know why they're there but they don't know why they're there either they're just they only pop up whenever they're needed yeah Mm -hmm. during the the stupid meeting with the sovereign the other like little bit of exposition they drop is like how is dr lady whatever name is uh what was her name? I don't know. I don't know. Doctor Lady. Doctor Lady. Doctor Zadar. Yeah, Doctor Zadar. As like <laughs> Doctor Poe. Poe. That's what it was. Um, it's like how's she come in with like the brain control or you know whatever manipulation and it's like eh, I'm not making much progress, but we'll double our efforts and all that. And yeah. it's like well, when Bantor gets there, we'll deal with this. And they're apparently, I guess, there to oversee that this basically like like the very next scene like after this is like let's try the brain lobotomy thing, which is. Dab your eyes with some swabs and then shoot yeah. a couple lasers it's on just, there. Mm-hmm. It's literally a lightsaber casing mm-hmm. that they've just stuck some clear crystals into and yeah, it's like written a- like JL7 on the side of it and just they just hold it up to your eye and go zap and then they're and like, I don't, that's the best lobotomy I've ever seen. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if like one of his henchmen survived from the planet, but it's like it's one of his road warrior yeah. guys just laying on the table. Garth. Yeah, sure. And no, uh, party on Garth. <laughs> and then, yeah, they just zap them in the eyes and they're like, cool. It's just like a lobotomy, except instead of losing any motor functions, they have it all. And but they're just completely complacent. They'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bantor makes a comment like, I'm going to stay behind. Why don't you guys leave the room? And you're like, is he going to fuck that guy? <laughs> I was like, What's the mm-hmm. deal here? Bantor. But yeah, that he basically just tells Bantor's he's got needs. Yeah. But, but he tells the doctor, he's like, all right. I'm sending another one up. Do do your procedure on her. And yeah. she's like, but, you know, I'm kind of not ready for that sort of thing. And he's like, just do it. Do it. Or I'll crush something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. This is the next scene in the mess hall where the knife fight breaks out. Cause... Mm, not yet. Oh, that's right. Because they, they have to zap. Yeah, they go and, okay, they, yeah. and they take Mike right mm-hmm. there and they and bring her to... 
to the doctor. Yeah, the doctor like, bring like, us the leader of the prisoners, and we'll the one with shit. the headband. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and she and she's like, all right, well, and then and then Garth is staying there. He's like, all right, so let's do this. Let's zap her in the eyes. Yeah, and she's like, I'll take care of it, man. Just yeah, go. You, you need to get out of here. You already had so, your demo earlier. Yeah, yeah, don't sweat it. Just get out of here. And then I mean. So he leaves, and you know, it's obviously it's setting up that she's not actually going to get zapped; that the mm-hmm. doctor is going to release her or whatever. But mm-hmm. then we have a, a couple of weird interstitial scenes to just pass some time, mm-hmm. because Warden Lady grabs uh, the giant sil- silver-haired dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. and is like, "Come on in here, big boy. Let's have a really fucking weird sex session where." Uh-huh. S- Smoke is going to come out of one of one of these skulls on my wall for no reason whatsoever. So hot <laughs> makes no sense. Ooga. Me- meanwhile, Bantor and his little other henchman, the the crazy pink haired dude, are like having some kind of weird Da Vinci Code self flagellation <laughs> thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up Da Vinci Code, yeah, so well, I don't have to now. Well, like you know, just like I I have beat had, the demons yeah, out. Of yeah, me. I gotta beat the demons out of me. And there are demon women everywhere. I see. Just beat them out of me. I just get them out. And but so, I mean, he's using like, I mean, not a real one, but like, it's a little fucking like morning star flail thing. Yeah. It's not just like whips. Like, no, and, but the guy's just very gingerly like slap. He's also slap <laughs> holding his arm still and rotating his entire body. Well, because to hit the dude, the room is not big enough for him to, to wind back and hit him because like the first time he tried to do it, he hit the back of the wall. So he realizes <laughs> he's in this very tiny space and all he could really do is move uh, from his elbow. Yeah. And it just but, looks so bad. And this scene just goes on and on because like there is a point where that guy changes back into the Gandalf wizard guy from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Gandalf the space. And it's just like, hey, you got like, remember the, your, your past your the key of the thing. I and want my crystals. <laughs> <laughs> you shall I'm not now. pass, Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm, yeah. back. I'm back for my crystal light. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, Bantor is just screaming about demons. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the whole time. Women are demons, yep. demons, demons. He doesn't Get like out the demons. Yep. Just, and that's why, I guess that's mad. why he has to keep getting whipped. I'd, but yeah. Meanwhile... Yeah. Back to the mess hall because, like, like I said, that scene goes on for a while, uh-huh. and and like just when you think it's it's over, there's there's some more. Yeah. Um. But they lead, they lead Mike in, who's doing the um, you know, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest routine of yeah. just like walking in, like, uh-huh. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, Mike, what happened? Yeah. What happened, Mike? Mike, it's Squeaker. <laughs> Don't you remember me, Squeaker? I want to annoy you all the time. And whatever the pink-haired dude now has left Bantor behind, and he's wherever because th- there's there's another little scene where I guess Garth is asked like, "Where's Bantor?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea." Get his demons out. I'm not my Bantor's keeper. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that dude is like getting his jollies by playing weird little pranks on the ladies. Well, like they start off as pranks, and then eventually, like. He frames one of them for drug possession yeah. and gets her sent to solitary. Squeaker, yeah, it escalates fact. quickly. But like, first girl like sits down and is like, "Hey, who put a thumbtack on my seat?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like yeah. fucking Muttley over there in the cut corner." And then Muffin like, comes in with a bag of coke. But no, no, no. There's one other one because like someone's got the, the weird, oh, yeah, the, the weird, weird stew shit, and like this like worm creature pops up out of it. And I'm sorry, but the angle they show it as it looks like a dick just pops up out of soup. And then it's like it flips around. It's like, oh, okay, it's got a face. And it just it's a fucking like water willy because it shoots her in the face (laughs) and then like disappears down. It's it's like that one gremlin and gremlins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But she goes, something goofy's going on here. (laughs) 
But yes, which that, is just that is how you declare that something's up in the room. Is something <laughs> goofy's going on here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's like there's somebody out there and he stole my beans. <laughs> Same shit. There's yeah. something goofy going on here. Yeah, but yes, Muffin shows up with a little tiny bag of space cocaine or space meth. I don't know. Wait, we found this under your bunk. And she's like, I I'm on the top bunk. Yeah. Never no. you mind. You're under arrest again. You're coming to solitary. <laughs> You're under double arrest. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, uh, and, and that's when, like, well, I don't, I don't know why, like, they take her out of the room. Mm-hmm. Squeaker's yeah. gone. Squeaker's yeah. on her way to solitary. Yeah, and that that's then, when Mike that, is like, "Hey, not actually lobotomized. Let's uh, fight, bitches." Yeah, come on. Yeah, because Tora is about to fight her, and yeah. then that's when Mike steps in. I got this, mm-hmm. and, and then it becomes a chain match. <laughs> no fucking idea. Like, it cuts away for a half second for some other we- weird random scene. Mm-hmm. They're holding a chain. Yes, like wrestling uh, rules where yeah. like you hold a chain and you can't get that far apart but suddenly they both have fucking knives yeah like big <laughs> knives too bear yeah. in mind muffin is still technically a prisoner <laughs> yes <laughs> like, and has given a knife to another prisoner and they're like fight <laughs> and yeah. so they slash at each other for a while mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. pretending to be chained to each other mm-hmm. which is again like mackie was saying just point of view shots of yep. each of them spinning around the room and you waving know. a knife at yeah. each other but eventually, like, she spins her around, like, while Muffin is holding the chain, she's just like, hey, that, that arm's convenient. Slice. <laughs> yeah. And Fuck off with your hand. Lops her hand lops off. Lops her hand off. To which, man, this cartoon stump comes up and is just blood geysering all over the place. And Muffin's just like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, It's a good slow build of, like, I'm angry, Noel. Actually, fuck, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. I know it's I'm like, angry again. It's like she's in shock and then the shock wears off. Yeah. And it's all in the span of like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then like she's like comes at her, you know, because she's just in a literal blood rage now and yep. gets stabbed for her troubles and falls down. And mm-hmm. then Mike is just like, I've got a hand on a chain. Quite literally splinting blood in other people's she faces. She sprays Tora in the face. With Again. This, and Tora's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Every once in a while, this movie will just break out into just the dumbest moment, and you're like, oh, all right, this mm-hmm. is, something's happening here. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, let's fucking cheese it. It's the cops. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, and, how do we get to all the places where well, all she, the things are? Well, she's like, hey, Dr. Poe is the leader of the resistance. They're like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. We should have probably seen that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only like eight people on this entire fucking ship. <laughs> we um, know it's not the Nazi lady. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, we got to go. And like, we were just waiting for this moment. Now that Bantor's ships are here, we're, we're going to fucking take the prison and get out of mm-hmm. here. And they're like, but wait, we've got people in solitary. And they're like, uh, uh, get him right. if you can. Get him if you can. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Also, we're gonna grab guns. Yeah. Fucking squeaker. Okay. Get squeaker. Go to the well, armory I, again. First, they <laughs> drop the knives and run out of the fucking room. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. It's like no. You use a knife to get to a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use a gun to get to an escape pod. Yeah. Yes. That's the Chicago way. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is just a bunch of chaos and conf- confusion and a bunch of like we're running down this hallway and so are these things and everything like that. So. Tara goes up to the lab to to get the doctor. The doctor's not there because the doctor's been dragged away by Bantor or whatever. Yeah, he, I, he shows up and like, there's not really a reason for his, him to suspect her. No, that we he's know just of. like, haha, I knew it was you. Come, you're going to the Inquisitor now. So yeah. she's in the basement getting tortured. Uh, is she? <laughs> like, I'm not exactly sure what's happening to her. She's just, I, I like, just like space handcuffed to some table. And yeah, but 
she's I think she's about to get tortured. Yeah. I don't know what whatever. But but Tara comes into the room and it's just like, oh well, nothing here. I'm just gonna use this old cotton ball to dab myself off and then just I'll change my shirt right here. And it's like all the ladies change for some reason. They're like their first priority is to go back to the room and put on fresh clothes. Well you gotta get you know, you gotta <laughs> get into your travel clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they all change and then, you know, Tara's like, Well, I guess I gotta go find, you know, Dr. Poe who is in the basement being tortured well being she's I, on the fuck knows she's on also put her into it in a new outfit which yeah. is they put her into a, like a leotard which they've just cut down to the belly button <laughs> right and then taped to her nipples so that they don't go flying out of there but right. like she's on a table she's got weird like blue circle rays being beamed into her and the and the um inquisitor dude is like you're about to experience pain or something it's like well she's not showing any no, emotion right now so whatever those beamy things are they're not doing anything yeah but then like weird creepy claw thing comes out from between her legs and yeah. it's like oh okay i guess that's where the torture is but you're about to get crotched yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. then tora busts in did and you see like, the ice pirates yeah. <laughs> tora busts in and it's just like hey doc freeze yeah and then walks over and hits some control to release the doctor and then completely doesn't notice that uh weird warden nazi lady has showed up and mm-hmm. like just whips her unconscious like whip around the neck and then like she's out chokes, i think chokes, she, her, she chokes her out yeah yeah. Okay. And then she's like, "Oh, if you had only not been so rebellious, we could have been lovers." And again, no spatial awareness because, like, she has <laughs> not paying attention that Poe is free and behind her, who just picks up a metal two by four of some sort and clonks her over the head. Just a mini girder of yeah. some kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just clocks her to which she reacts kind of the opposite way. Like instead of going with the blow, she kind of goes the opposite way of it. But yeah. But I mean, again. They don't finish the job. No. The warden is fine. Like, yeah. as soon as she Double tap. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But they're What like, did they do to the Inquisitor? Uh, what did they do to him? Did they just pushed him or did, did, he, did, he, him? Fi- did no. he finally get shot? No. She told him to go find everyone else. So he had left. Oh, all right then. Okay. <laughs> he's on a ship later and gets blown up. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that right. Yeah. He's alert. on one of the 90 yeah. ships of oh, stock that's, footage. That's right. That actually, he was with the short order cook who totally didn't deserve to die in that ship. But yeah. Yeah. Because at one point but he's yeah. running in the hall with the stormtrooper guys and they all get shot and he's just like, yay. Well, it's, it's kind of comical because like he doesn't realize that they're behind him. Yeah. And so he puts his little arms up and they're like, no, not you like behind <laughs> you. And they're like, get out of here. Yeah. You made it made shitty food, but you're good. You're cool. Yeah. But I mean, they get everybody and they make it to the ships. There's a bunch of just hallway bullshit mm-hmm. of just popping behind doors and <sighs> there's a lot of that. Yeah, yep. it's just different corridors, different dumb thing. Yep. And but they eventually just get all to the escape pods and everything. And this is stock you, stock footage. Well, Tora does manage to shoot Garth like directly, but like like right so, where his weird head. So like the, the androids is. are like you know built on stormtrooper technology because they can't shoot for shit. Yeah, and nobody then, can shoot for shit though. Well, she gets that one perfect shot and then can't hit. Right, uh, whatever is in Bantor, like to save her life. That yeah. first shootout, like both sides shoot mm-hmm. ninety. Yeah, it's like the GI Joe cartoon. It's just them. lasers going all mm-hmm. over the place, not hitting anything. You're like, what yeah. the fuck is with but, you guys? <laughs> but yes, they collect everybody who's now not dead because several people got killed, for basically no reason in yeah. this escape. And, and there's a lot. Like the the entire movie is, if someone falls to the ground, 
they're dead. Like mm-hmm. no one goes and checks on them. It's nope. like if someone hits the ground, that's it. You, you may get a shot of a character going, oh, that's too bad, and then running off, but <laughs> no one ever checks on anybody. Well, there, there was a dumb scene where Toro and the and Doctor were trying to rescue uh, Squeaker or whatever from the... And, she, and she's like, but well, shouldn't we? And she's like, shh. And then, like, <laughs> the zombie dude from the first scene yeah. pops up and, and, like, breaks her neck mm-hmm. or knocks her out if it's a, you know star hunter or space hunter or whatever mm-hmm. um but and she's just like she's like sitting there like and she, shh, again and yeah. so she just dies like behind her and yeah but like she she never checks she on just her. turns around and it's like, like oh, oh well, you're, you're, well that's a gone. shame yeah right. well, i gotta go which is weird because there's like, one thing the movie does to make people smarter mm-hmm. she's like oh they're dead <laughs> gotta go yeah but there was a scene earlier where I don't think they knew where to go to meet the resistance without the doctor. Hmm. Cause like they, they had yeah. a little quick banter back and forth of like, well, she'll just tell us when, when we get on the ship and we get out of here, where to go. Anyway, they end up in the, in the spaceship and it's, as you said, stock footage from well, Battle the doc- Beyond the Story. The yeah. doctor gets killed. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they get on the ship and it's like, how do they know where to go? They're f- just going, man. Yeah, just, we got to go for just it. Get the fuck out. Yeah. But the, it just, this is all Battle Beyond well, the Stars stock footage of spaceships. And, I'll just say, like, the movie had been spottily edited mm-hmm. before now, but once it gets to this point, it's oh, yeah. incoherent. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like there, was a point, it, there was a point, like, a minute or two in when Chuck was like, which ship are they in? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because there, there's tell. no establishing shots. No. There, it just, it doesn't. You don't see anything leave the ship that they were on. Mm-hmm. You just suddenly see ships flying in, like, some are, are in formation, and some are constantly shooting, and you just have to say, okay, whichever one blew up is not them. The <laughs> nice thing is, they use the same set for all of the interiors of all the ships. Yeah, it's one control so, room. you know, that's yeah. nice. That's yeah. convenient. Absolutely. But just all, different colors. All the people that are left pretty much die via, yeah. like, I mean, not in the same room, like, just on this other ship. Yeah. So, like, the Inquisitor dude dies in a, oh, no, I'm dead. A space moment. zombie shows up at one point, like, I'm here now, and then his ship blows up, and you're like, well, who the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> does the uh, warden lady die in one of them, too? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. does. She, no, she dies on the prison, like, they shoot the prison ship, I think. Sure. Because okay. she's still on the prison ship in her own control room with a... a turbo laser control oh, okay. right yeah. but there's like a weird thing like bantor is on some other like really tiny ship yeah he, his cockpit is real small which might explain a lot about bantor but yeah. <laughs> he's he's he I, he's trying to shoot the laser and nothing's working well he's just like i think he's just trying to take off but i mean it looks like he's trying to like shut down a computer because he's just like pushes his button and just holds it down for like 10 seconds and then it's like why is nothing happening? Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah they shoot the shit out of him and then they were like you know, yeah he gets attacked by the by the armadillo rat thing mm-hmm. right like oh bantor's having trouble with our friend isn't he and like he has more trouble with that thing than she did yep and he's got a metal hand oh yeah the, yeah. the rat thing ate the controls or whatever because he's like yeah. demon women and then the thing bites his face and mm-hmm. he's like bantor cannot be killed and they're like oh yeah pew pew and they blow him up yeah mm-hmm. But, like, at one point, there was a weird fight on the girl's ship because, like, two of them want to shoot the space gun and then they well, just start wrestling around. <laughs> they also knocked out Squeaker because she was threatening to Ensign, except that she had, like, no range. Yeah. You know, like, hers was like, I'm freaking out now. <laughs> and But she just wouldn't shut up. Yeah, so, she basically kept, this isn't going to work. They're going to catch us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, with that attitude, <laughs> they will. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But they, they blow up everybody who's chasing them. And then they're just like, sweet. We're going to this planet that we're aimed at. <laughs> and Tora's yeah. like, says it's to nobody be a at long all. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> she, she has like this like victorious like we made it, but it's going to be a long flight. 
and says it like nobody. Well, she says something like, I always knew that I, I this would be a thing that I have completed. And so, <laughs> some, it sounds like she completes some prophecy or something. You're like, wait, when was this introduced? What are you talking about? And she just flies to like this weird X, X-ray red and black planet that you could barely see any definition of. And then it just goes straight to credits. And you're like, oh, well, all right. I guess you're going to that planet now. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, she completes some prophecy that she had only ever heard in her head that the audience was never privy to. So whatever. I don't know if she ever got her star crystals back, but probably not. Bummer. And yeah, that's... I don't know because they teased. What was the name of the, of the new one? Oh, chain gang. Planet. Chain gang yeah. Bang. The adventures of Tori <laughs> no, no. continue in chain gang planet. Right. Right. Which never got made. That's a shame. Fred Olin Ray made like 300 other movies after this. Yeah, for him he to never not... made Chain Gang Planet. <laughs> for not to make that movie seem... Seems... Well, to make the one that's like simply on a planet, you yeah. know, like less budget than this other one, which yeah. had almost none. I don't know, whatever. It just seems strange that he never did that, but... Yeah, um, we should mention the music. Yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you just take the underlying track of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like before Raiders of the Lost Ark gets going... And then you just put in over the top of it generic like adventure music that almost sounds like eight other movies. Some of it is just <laughs> generic adventure music, and uh-huh. some of it is a direct ripoff of the indie theme. Yeah, it's dun 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 dun. It's just yeah. a complete ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they got the like they got the sheet music upside down and backwards and then mixed two pages up. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's like old Star Trek fight music type yeah. stuff. There was one point and it's on IMDb, which I know is user contributed. But there was a point where I had the same thought. And apparently someone was so convinced that they put it on there that I'm pretty sure I heard Bolero on there at one point. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yes, 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 that was during the sex scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was only like 10 seconds of right, Bolero yeah. right before the weird warden, right, silver-haired dude yeah. thing. Yeah. I have to give credit to one of our uh, Patreon patrons, Curtis, mm-hmm. who's in the the tier that gives you, hey, you know what the movie is early. Yeah. And every week he watches it and writes in Letterboxd. And the, his, his review for this movie in Letterboxd is, this movie constantly sounds like it's about to go to commercial. Yes. It does. Which is the most accurate way to describe the music in this movie. It also sounds like Harlow said during the movie that it sounds like the soundtrack is an LP. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a record. As soon as it starts, it was, it's like crackling and it's popping. An, it's a needle drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. actual needle drop yeah. sounds in the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. And it's like each reel, you can hear it yeah. like the it's next like, disc guys, is being played. You can edit that part out. Yeah. Oh, oh. One last stupid little thing. Like, there is a scene where it's another, like, weird Inquisitor-like side scene. Oh, yeah. Where they actually have, like, a, a, a clapboard. Yep. And it says F. Ray on it. Yep. And, and they're, they're, they present the scene like they're filming some special message for the prisons one by one. Yeah. It's my birthday. But Please it, celebrate it. But, I mean, like, the dude is straight up reading on a cue card. Yep. Like, like, this was just, like... Hey, we need like thirty to to two minutes extra time, mm-hmm. thirty seconds, two minutes extra time in this movie. Let's just insert this scene that I wrote like just now, and then they were just like, uh, "How do we how do we make this work? We'll just leave a clapper in here." And then, honestly, I think that stuff's intentional because the game show host was doing the same thing. Yeah, 
was was like right, straight I mean, up reading off a cue card. But I mean, off showing to the, the clapper with Fred well, yeah, Ellen the, Ray's the clapper name thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when that started, I was like, did they start this reel in the wrong place? Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what the shit? But they ended it properly. But right. still, anyway. But yeah, that's just a weird little aside they do just to fill some time. Yeah, but I mean. That, that's the thing about this movie, and we're at the end, so we're, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it and rate it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go ahead and since I'm already on something. This movie feels like a collection of like, oh shit, we wrote a 47-minute movie, let's stretch it and put this scene in, and stretch it and put this scene in, and stretch it and put this scene in. Just one right after another. Yeah. Um, just these weird things that go on for too long. I mean, that's, you could basically say for about most of Fred Olin Ray's filmography is that there's a lot of like filler scenes of just like, ah, shit. We edited this all together, and like now we have to go back and... Sometimes focuses on the wrong things. I mean, Cyclone went in a direction at one point where we were like, okay, come on, get out of this. They're like hanging right. out in a house forever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. This, like, yeah, this is a lot of just, like, yeah, ideas. I, I just think because well, this one's early, it's probably like, they probably are like, this is the fucking movie, they edited it, and like, Fred, it's like 47 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Because, yeah. Yeah, well, the, what happened is he was filming these scenes at the same time he was filming Biohazard. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he was like three days on this, four days on this. Yeah. And so it's kind of just, all right, well, we're working on this, this, you know, these days, so let's get the footage. Yeah. But And then jumping the, back and forth. There's a couple between like... Between two movies. Very obvious reshoot situations because the entire scene on the spaceship when they escape at the end, mm-hmm. um, Tora's hair is completely different to the point that I was like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so different. That I was like, it took me a minute to go, oh, shit, that's, that's yeah. our she main character. She did her hair. She got her mm-hmm. traveling <laughs> wig on. Yeah, she got her hair did. I, I just, I mean, it was so yeah. vastly different. I was like, for like two times they showed her, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But yep. I, I don't know. There's, there's like two scenes that, you know, you need to see this movie for that are probably on YouTube. Mm. Um, other than that, not so much. So I'm going to give it like, I think I'm going to give it two bags. Like uh-huh. I, I would, I mean, that's, that's like, I think that's being generous because like those two scenes are, are really great. But like this movie is overall is, is, is pretty bad and not in the enjoyable kind of way. <laughs> oh, I see. So, <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, but like, that scene where he crushes the thermos is great. Mm-hmm. And when she just starts helicoptering the hand that she just cut off is great. But like, man, there are just, there are long stretches of literal stretching of the movie <laughs> and they're not that fun. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm amazed this movie's on Blu-ray. Like you mm-hmm. think about movies that aren't on Blu-ray yet and you're like, well, star slammer is, and you're like, I mean, obviously they found the print somewhere and it had to be like an overseas print. That's why it has three titles on it. But I understand the need to get the the B tier stuff out there for people who like this. But I can't imagine this like of the Fred Olin Ray filmography like this is anywhere like even in the top 50 of stuff that he's done, because like even the ones we've seen have more to it than this. And and this does like for like an exploitation movie, this doesn't even do like the women in prison stuff that no, people who like those movies all. want. Not even a single shower scene. Yeah. Which come on space shower. How did you not have mm. ladies in the space shower? But um, I I want I want to recommend this because I like this kind of just dumb goofiness. But there are just large stretches of padding. It's just like we got to fill time and then when they start like when you see specific scenes popping up just to fill time you're like oh god come on so 
I'm going to give it a bag. There are there are things if Ross Hagen had been in this movie more, I would have probably elevated my rating because yes. he is this kind of gleeful, angry. That's fun. Uh, he's he's slightly menacing, but he's mostly just goofy, angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's just got this big, ridiculous, puffy, you know, Mad Max kind of outfit on that just looks ridiculous it's just like a little head poking out of it and he's got like yeah. blue blocker sunglasses and you know if he had been in it more i could have given this more but if i was giving this any jocks i would be reaching i believe I they were amber visions oh the, they were the competitor to oh blue blockers. sorry oh. i apologize um but yeah one one bag i think is the best i can do it it's it's close to a recommendation but it's just like you're you just not you're not doing enough of the things that would make this a good movie but you know it's it was early for fred olin ray so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure he'll come around I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll have some kind of career going forward well i mean you look at the other stuff and it's coherent and can tell a story with acts where this one falls apart yeah like it falls apart so thoroughly and, and that's what's so frustrating about it because there are bits and pieces that are just like the fuck is this this is great <laughs> You know, but it and and that's to me, that's always like what truly separates a bad, bad movie from a good, bad movie mm-hmm. is editing can save or destroy any movie and editing like fucking wrecks this one. Yeah. Like it's so poorly edited through so many parts that it just it's it bums you out. With all that said, I'm giving it one jocks. <laughs> Okay. Just there's something there that I want to see again, to yep. be totally honest. Okay. Like, like there's, I, I feel like being more prepared for this movie, I would have a lot more fun watching this movie and riffing on it. But I think we were just so, we were kind of in shock about everything about it. Cause we're like, is this, what is this supposed to be? What are they, what is Gandalf yeah. doing in here? Like what the, f- yeah. Like tonally you were never quite sure what, it bounces around so many places. Yeah. But, and, and it's like, and also it's like, it's a Fred Olin Ray movie and there's like gratuitous nudity there, but it's so brief and weird. I wouldn't even say it's gratuitous. I would say it's, it's just quick. Yeah. But the, I like, mean, the second one's unnecessary. Pretty, the second one is pretty gratuitous where it's like, sure. she has to stop just to change Take your shirt. shirt off. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, there's never any like now zoom in on, nudity like mm-hmm. you know some nipples slip out every once in a while and it's like well they, you know that happens when you tussle <laughs> yeah but i mean it's all these women in like loose fitting yeah tank tops wrestling and stuff and it's and there it's 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 just weird it's like i we i don't know who this is serving at some point yeah you know it's like what what are you doing yeah it's like they weren't confident enough to really go for it and then like when you don't go for it within the genre yeah. it's like well what is the point yeah but but the whole like the whole spaceship stuff at the end is incoherent. Yeah. Like, like among the most incoherent things we've seen, I'd almost rather they'd pull a Dracula 3000 or just like, nah, with, uh, game over. Everything blew up. <laughs> the end. Which is still one of the best endings we've ever had for any of the movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it, it's, I, I, I'm giving it one jocks because there's something there that, so it's like a hopeful one, Jocks. You're like, I'm going to come back to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know who's not going to come back to this? Is it you? It's me. Aww. It's me. Aww. Um, it was 
a little bit weird in the studio or in the theater, the mm-hmm. Bamfcast theater <laughs> for this one. It was long segments of silence punctured by sort of confused laughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was just weird. I Fred Olin Ray rented out uh, some studios that Roger Corman had used mm-hmm. uh, for four days over two weekends. <laughs> one of the days he was uh, filming Biohazard. Mm-hmm. And the other three were this. And this is like, hey, man, I got some money. Hey, ladies, you want to hang out? I've, I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> Why don't you hang out and do this movie with me? I'm cool, right? I got a shitload of cocaine or whatever. <laughs> no, um, Or quaaludes. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's just such a mess. There I, were like there were like three things I like. I liked the dumb commercial break right in the middle okay. with the with the clapboard and everything. I I thought that was cute. Yeah. I like it. Um I liked the hand swinging knife fight mm-hmm. bit. Uh and I liked all the weird stuff that um Bantor's assistant was doing. Like every everything he did I thought was was pretty good. Yeah. But other than that, man, this is garbage. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't even know how to you got to put a number how on to it. describe it. Well, yeah, I know what number I'm going to put on it. Oh, all right. I just don't know how to describe how blah this movie was. It just Well, it's like it tries to universe build, but it's like none of it sticks and you never know what anyone is talking about. No. Like they will just so many sentences have like four or five proper nouns in them and they're all things you have no idea what they are. So it's whenever they're trying to describe the world, it's like, I have no idea if you're saying that's good or bad or who that is or so whatever world they're trying to build, you know, like (laughs) they don't spend enough time on anything important. Yeah. They spend time going from scene to scene. Yeah. They spend time in hallways. Uh, They spend time watching Dr. Poe get blasted by energy circles in the wrists. I mean, that was, if we're going to male gaze something, she's nice nice to look at. But um, but we're wasting time, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you could be doing something interesting with one of the characters or, I don't know, blowing something up maybe. And then the the special effects nightmare at the end of the end of the movie, there's no idea to tell what's going on. And it's a process of elimination, like we said, to figure out how that sequence ends. Yeah. And what ship they're in. It, I still don't know what ship they were in. Like when it's over? They were in the boxy ones with the two laser pod things sticking out the front. But there were like dozens of those. There were there were at least there were two of them. Okay. There was one set of I think it seemed like <laughs> there was one set of girls in each ship, maybe. Okay. But also they just shot those they just mirrored that yeah. image, which yeah, is because they're always doing the, the weird formation flying. Right. <laughs> It's so such a mess. Yeah, such a hot mess. Um, those models did look nice, though. Like the the ships themselves. Uh-huh. Those looked yeah, nice. because they came from they were, a, they were a bunch from, of movie from a much better <laughs> <Right>. movie. <laughs> I'm just saying they look nice. Yeah. I'd like to point point something out that's good. Okay. Um, wherever they came from, whoever made them did a good job. Roger Corman spent money on that movie. Uh, there you go. Six years earlier, <laughs> uh, but two bags, man. I'm I'm sorry. It's yeah. I can't even be like excited to dunk on this movie. I guess it's 
it's unfortunate. It seems like this should be right up our alley. And it's just like every time you think we're going to start going and get into it, it's like, yeah, ah, they only go for it a couple times, like with the hand getting cut off and the thermos crush. Um, It's like they can punctuate scenes, but it takes 12 minutes to get there. And you're like, "Eh." right. (laughs) If there had been if there had been a commercial break, like if I was watching this myself and there had been a commercial break anywhere along the way, Mm -hmm. I'd have been like, ah, next channel. Yeah. I'll go watch. So I'll go watch. You know the knife and sword show. I'd rather watch that than watch this. I'd rather watch an hour of that than live an hour knives. Of this. Yeah, yeah. Cutlery corner. That's what it is. Uh, Cutlery corner. So, eh, can't wait. Yeah, are we done talking yeah. about this? Right. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okie dokie. Second half. Yeah. Second half. Speed half. Yeah. Bamcast. We ain't got shit. We we Man. we have failed. Chuck, you seen city. you seen something? I did. I I seen a thing. What'd you see? Man, I'm <laughs> glad somebody's seen something. Uh I watched the entirety of Glow. All right. Which you guys have already talked about. We did. The yeah. gorgeous ladies of wrestling. What did you think? That's that's a good show. <laughs> it is an enjoy I mean, it's enough to sit on a couch for five straight hours and watch. That I will agree. Um yeah, I, it's 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 one of those shows that every once in a while will get kind of uncomfortable, yes. and you're just like, eh, is this going to be one of those shows that gets really uncomfortable? You know, it's like you're never quite sure with cable shows exactly how far they're going to go with certain things. But I don't know. This one just had some moments where I was just like, oh dear, where's this going? But then you know, it, it realized it was a TV show that people were watching for enjoyment and just didn't turn into the worst thing ever. Um, it's it's only problem and I you know the the Mark Maron character is great and it almost hurts me in a way that some of the the show's best characters are the men because they're written so stupidly yeah and therefore they're the most entertaining like him and the producer guy just being out of his mind on coke all the time yes is fucking hilarious but it's like you know I, I I realize that's not the focus of the show. The ladies are, but you've kind of elevated these dudes to be the best comedic aspect of it. But I, the Mark Maron character is one of those characters that is problematic in a show because he will come around and be normal and make sense and seem like he's doing the right thing and then push a button and he's back to being just the biggest shit heel ever. It, it's it's kind of one of those characters that never makes sense because they always have like the very special episode where they come to their senses and they're like, I care. I care about some things and I'm actually a good guy deep down. And the next episode is like, nope, I'm a fucking idiot. Blah. You know, it's like you just those kind of characters always frustrate me on yeah. television shows because it's like you can't just keep going in that cycle of be consistent. Yeah. Can't go to the well you know, so many times. Yeah. You well, can't have your awe moment and then just go, oh, no, he sucks again. <laughs> wasn't that kind of your problem with Last Man on Earth uh, way back when? Yes. Was but the they character did that, like kept resetting itself almost? Yeah. They did that like five times an episode. Um, but he was he was a colossal piece of shit all the time. Yes. Like it was. Well, that was a hard show to like because he was a colossal piece of shit. Well, that that was. But also he would go, oh, well, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm being an idiot. Yeah. 
and then by the end of the episode, he had gone and fucked it up again. Right. It what they didn't even give you the luxury of the next episode. Yeah. It was immediate, you know. Yeah. But I see what you mean about Mark Maron's character. Um, Some, somehow, I think though, like the the flawed characters that keep doing the wrong thing could be entertaining as long as. They kind of almost have to be like aspects of like your id come to life or something sure. like, like, I mean, like Hank Moody out of like Californication is mm-hmm. a perfect example because I yeah. mean, constantly just doing the wrong thing and fucking things up. But like, you're still like, man, I kind of, there's part of me that wishes I was him. Like, maybe, oh, sure. not, not with all the drama and all that bullshit, but like, I just want to like, I want to be clever and say the bullshit that he says at the, in the moment or something like that. Like, I, I, I just want to be this guy even though he's a complete asshole and then you know the rational part of your brain's like fuck no yeah like that would be the worst yeah yeah there's a lot of that in the in mark maron's character in that which is like saying the things sometimes that you just want to say to people because Mm -hmm. you just want to give them a brutal truth but most people it's hard to handle saying it and it's hard for people to handle hearing it but yeah um it's he's still my my favorite character on the show oh yeah totally absolutely i just it's just it's not gonna that, be not that he's a good guy no it's just, but it's just going forward you realize that they're gonna have to circle back around to that again and it's like then they're gonna have to break from that and make him reset him and make him terrible again and that's just gonna be this thing where it just never ends but i don't know it, it it's very entertaining i I think it's kind of silly how they finally get to like the production aspect of that thing and it's just like there's no one making this television show when they're like filming the pilot at the end of it mm-hmm. it's just like a couple of cameramen and who the fuck knows what else is going on because mark Marin as the director is nowhere to be found and but they're making a show anyway it's like that no you can't make a thing like that you just you can't just put together a show but i don't know it it had dumb shenanigans in it so well i mean the the theory is that at least part of it is taken over by uh I don't. I guess we don't really want to talk too much about it. But part of the part of the handling of the show is just that it's, you know, one of the other characters is handling everything she can about oh, yeah. the at least the direction of the performers and yeah. So I, I I don't know. I you know more about TV production than I I do. So I will defer to to your opinion. You kind of need a few people. <laughs> I know, but they never they never even show us anything about the you know, the rest of the production anyway. So we have no idea what's going on besides cameramen and performers. Yeah. I, 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 and terrible music and announcing. Yeah. I, I did like how it was its own thing. Like none of these characters were the actual characters from glow. I mean, these were like variations on that, but I did like, there were, there were little hints to the actual realities of glow, like the little rap theme song and stuff like that. Yes. So, for someone who did watch a considerable amount of glow, it was familiar in a way, but also its own thing. So I never saw it, but I did go watch that rap and holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those. <laughs> whoo, those are some awkward rapping days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good on those ladies. They tried. They did. They gave it a, the old college try for a few years. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a good show. It's it's. And it's funny, like we were ta- we were ta- telling people about that show over the weekend, um, like family members and whatnot, and people are just like, "Glow, what's that?" Like it's another one of those Netflix things. That's like no one, and these are people who have nothing but Netflix. They watch Netflix all the time. How did they miss it in the like in the 
Well, if you're not, they just move the th- if you're not to on the Netflix top. that day that Glow comes out, the next day when the next show comes out, yep, it's good, pushed off the screen. That's Netflix's problem. Yeah. You know, is they're putting out too many shows. It's like here's the new season of Marcos or whatever, and it's blown up Glow, and that's pushed to the bottom of the barrel. So it's, you know, it it felt like Glow was at the top of my queue for like a week before. Oh, see, we had to go. We had to actually type it in and search for it. Like hmm. it didn't come up anywhere. Uh, I, did, I did notice that it has the, uh, been like the a documentary m- popped a up month, on there too. Yeah, have. yeah, which I need to go and watch that now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good show. Netflix it, needs to do a better job of advertising. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're raking in billions of dollars and they don't seem to give a shit. But yeah. whatever, it just seems like there is quality content get, out there that yeah. people aren't getting. They could get to more yeah. a, a bigger audience if they went because, like, one of the things Netflix is not doing right now and. And they just got Rogue One, which is like kind of a big get, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but they are not doing a good job of like holding on to titles yeah. and bringing in new interesting titles. So their in-house produced stuff, they really need to push to get to a wider audience so that they can keep making those billions of dollars. Otherwise, people like like you, Chuck, I feel like you're on the verge of like, I don't really need Netflix anymore because they don't they don't have any content that I want. So it's anyhow. just weird. Like when, when you start scrolling through their content and you see like, when did they make three seasons of a Sam Elliott sitcom? I'm like, what is this? When did this happen? Why did no one talk about this? It's like Sam Elliott, Nashton Kutcher sitcom, like literal sitcom, like laugh track and studio <laughs> I, audience. I, I and it's know, like, man. what on I earth? I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I knew there was a Sam Elliott sitcom, I would have watched that day one. Yeah. It's fucking Sam Elliott's awesome. Oh, Netflix. Get your shit together. <laughs> so did you guys watch the uh, Stranger Things Season 2 trailer? Mm-mm. Yes. Came out of Comic-Con? I, I did not. Man. I'm kind of already sold on this. Yeah, I, I was going to say, that's that's where I was at. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I heard it uses Thriller. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Because people on Twitter <laughs> said, oh my God, it's Thriller. Before yeah. I finally meet the hashtag. More, <laughs> there's a lot more than that, but like they must have filmed that like immediately. Yeah. Because those kids look the same. Mm-hmm. Which is they good. don't look that much different now. Like if seeing like seeing pictures of them right now, they don't look that much different than they did. I think it helps when that Stranger we've been seeing them out. every single day. True, at, but at they, cons and on Twitter mm, and on talk shows and everything, it's like we're watching them grow I mean, up, so I it's not jarring. <laughs> I don't catch a lot of that. Yeah. So you know, I it's maybe once a month I see something like, oh, there's a Stranger Kid things, kids, Stranger Kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, they're technically the all Stranger version. Kids for me. Yeah. Didn't, didn't they say they were gonna like they were gonna resolve that by like when the season's released, they're going to be that much further in the time. Well, there, there's a few months the, difference, right? Yeah. Well, I thought they said, like, you know, the first one, let's say it was 1983, that this one's going to be 1984. Correct. And, like, yes. They're going to... It they're is gonna definitely 1984. It, it yeah, absolutely I, is I know there's a Ghostbuster it's, aspect it, of yeah. it. Yeah. Things like that. So, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they they don't look a whole lot different no. anyway. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown does, but that's just because she's got hair. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. But that's looking solid. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I will... Is that that's Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, it's October. Like it's like October thirtieth. It, it's like October twenty seventh. It's super late. Yeah, it's funny but though. That's re- that's another show that was just like, hey, have you seen this show? The, the Stranger Things. I found it on Netflix the other day. That show was not 
the hype thing. That was there were Are a couple, you sure? There were a couple weeks where Are I was seeing sure? it build before it was like yeah. pop culture. I feel like that got fucking hype quick because I felt like I had to watch it before. That seems like that's the thing they're going after. Like, like, like they're just like word of mouth. We'll put this out there, and if it takes off, cool. If not, like, yeah. well, we'll keep yeah. it around for three seasons. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. I just I I never feel like I know the day that something comes out. There, there's never hype. There's not pre hype for anything. If I'm caught up on Twitter, I usually see well, if it's if wait, it's way for the defenders. That shit will be well, everywhere. Yeah. If it's is. at all like good, mm-hmm. like glow day of. Of course, I follow a lot of wrestling shit, so that's part of the reason for that. Yeah. But um, anything that's good that Netflix produces, I usually like. I usually hear about it. I know that it's not out in the world for most people, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I usually hear about it like the day it drops. And we're going to know when Stranger Things drops because oh, yeah. the internet is going to be furiously jerking itself off up until <laughs> they get their release on October 27th or whatever. Yes. But yeah, there are going to uh, be a lot of good-ass Stranger Things watching Halloween parties this year. Yeah. Show. Just yeah. a note, Netflix released an estimated 126 original series or films in 2016. Jesus. More than any other single American network or cable channel. Good for them. Hell, man. 126. That's insane. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's debuting that's, a new show like every three days. Every three that's, days. Yeah. Is that also counting like the international? Because you know they have a lot of shows in other countries, like in their native languages, right? Like there's no. a there's a shitload of like like whatever countries Netflix. Show. I mean, you might can pull them up on Netflix, but like there's a like lot of like Netflix India. And, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, like you go you go scrolling through some of their original contents, like what the what the fuck is this? Like. I mean, there's not hearing about like or like passing it and just going like, yeah, that's the thing I haven't I haven't cared about moving on. This is like, this is a thing I've never even heard of, and there's the Netflix logo right on it. So, mm-hmm. huh. yeah, yeah. They, like they've been doing, they've just... been doing Bollywood movies and all kinds of weird. Yeah, shit. like yeah. the Castlevania thing. Yeah. They just yep. oh yeah, Castlevania going for everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are kids shows, I will say. Yeah, a lot. Of oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I did I did catch some of the other Comic Con trailers. Like that new Thor trailer is uh. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but a lot of people I saw yeah, I, on. The, I didn't need yeah. to be sold anymore on. No, the floor, I didn't. But I was just like, that first trailer was so good. I kind of wanted to see what they had to offer again. That's kind of where I'm at with like the, the Marvel things. It's like I'm probably gonna know or catch most of this, so just throw it at me, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I've probably read a comic or two, so mm-hmm. you're not gonna spoil me per se. Yeah. I might be getting a little burnout on Marvel Universe stuff because I. I know, like I see it, and like ah, oh, that you know, that looks like it'll be pretty good. I'll catch it at some point. Well, this one's giving me everything I want. Mm-hmm. Thor with a Centurion's helmet on, or not Thor, but uh, Hulk with a Centurion helmet. There's that. There's there's just a heavy fucking '80s metal vibe going on, like. Everything is fucking Umlaut City, and like, <laughs> you know, just like it kind of feels Umlaut like City. what the other two should have been. Yeah. Especially the second one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you guys want some emails, some voicemails? Let's do some of that. Some correspondence. Some listener correspondence. Yes. Brought to you by your ears. <laughs> Thanks. Let's do a voicemail first. Okay. Hey, Bamcast. This is Adam Mock from Queens, New York. Mock spelled as in to tease or make fun of, not the dimensionless quantity representing the ratio of flow velocity past the boundary to the local speed of sound. Anyway, on the Demonic Toys episode, you discussed writers and directors who tend to put troubling moments in films just to do it, never actually having a point to the plot. 
since you brought up Tarantino and the foot thing, I figured I'd bring up one of his protégés. For me, Eli Roth fits this role to a T. His films always come off as written by a man who should be on a government list for possible red flags. They're just not fun slasher films, just mean-spirited and cruel, mostly towards women and violent in a way that's neither fun nor plot-driven. And even when he acts and stuff, like when he was in Inglourious Bastards as the Baron Newton, he always acts, he always plays like a prick or a masochist, like he did in, uh, what was that, the one with uh, Death Proof. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I was just curious, what are your feelings on that guy's films? And please tell me you're never going to do one because they're just god-awful. And while I have you, I have one more quick question. Has any of you seen the Netflix original Okja by director Bong Joon-ho? Normally, I love this guy's work, but sweet, holy-handed Christ, this is the most rough look at the meat industry disguised as a kid's film that is so fucking far from anything resembling a kid's film towards the end. Spoiler alert, there's an animal husbandry scene with the usually entertaining Jake Gyllenhaal, who's acting like a fucking loon in this movie, that takes anything lighthearted they may have set up and erases it completely. The acting's insane by everyone. And like a piece of bad pork, this film never quite sat right at the end. But for me and my girlfriend, we just didn't know how to feel about it. We wanted to like it, but God, it was a tough call. Uh, I'd love to hear your reviews on it. Um, and uh, yeah, that movie's just weird. Sent for my Ziggy Quantum Leap Palm Pilot, Crash and Burn, Adam Mock. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for describing uh, the speed of sound in a way that I've never heard before and confused me for several moments. That movie was a thing I made a joke about on Twitter because it's another Netflix thing yep. that was just like bumbling, you know, buzz about this movie for like two, three weeks. And I'm like, what is this? What are you people talking about? Fried okra movie. What is this? I, I don't know. It just seemed like one of those titles where it was just like, yeah, here's another thing that people really mm -hmm. seem to like. But it, it took like three weeks of underground rumbling for it to hit mainstream. It's like fucking oh, yeah. announce well, your shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they just figured it'd sell itself. People be like, "Yeah, it's the dude who made Snowpiercer Snow and yeah. the host." Yeah, yeah. I th yeah, I think they were like, "This guy, this this dude has his following, but it's not like something we need to advertise to mainstream Netflix." You know, I don't know. I just something I mean, Snowpiercer is like one of those things. Like, you can tell about one in ten people. Like, you see that? And like, most people are like, "Yeah, I, what the fuck was that?" But mm -hmm. like, everyone's like, "No, that was a really good movie." You know. I feel like Netflix should be at like cons and stuff like just with a Netflix booth like here are her here's our genre work that's coming mm -hmm. out this year because it's like you shouldn't wait for people to find it yeah because they seem to have this weird snap judgment thing now of well it's not a big a hit as we thought it would be cancel it which I for the life of me will never understand their weird ass new policy of we're not making good shows if we can't cancel the bad ones it's like the fuck <laughs> It's finish your show. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, okay, I haven't watched it and I've heard a lot of mixed opinions, but apparently since eight got yeah. canceled. Yes. But they did say they're going to do like a two hour wrap up after the Internet lost its goddamn mind. But I mean, like they're the kind of I mean, I think they probably were like, yeah, we're the ones coming back and resurrecting dead shows. If we don't at least let like a chance to wrap up the one we were making. There was a kind massive of a cancellation sure. campaign just to get to that point. Okay. Because they were like, most people were like, fine, cancel it, but end it. I mean, yeah. like, you guys are the saviors of shows. Yeah. I and think... now it's like, who's going to save the Netflix shows? So, yeah, wrap up your shit. Yeah. <laughs>
they all like Netflix show contracts should have that clause in it. Like if you're going to end it, if you're going to do this, yeah, mm-hmm. just give just give people a finale because there's no reason not to. Yeah. People are still paying their seven ninety nine or whatever it is for Netflix. So it's it's there's no advertising. It's it's silly. It's like mm-hmm. I, I never understand why HBO cancels shows. Yeah, well. Some of them, the horses died. Well, I understand why <laughs> those shows get canceled, but like when a show like Vinyl is on and they renew it after the first episode and then the season ends and they go, ah, now nah, forget it. We're canceling it. It's like, why? Finish it. Finish your show. Yeah. Well, Deadwood, everyone still wants them to. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. Is, is never happening. Like, like it, it, they keep saying expired. that wrap up movie is, is progressing. Well, the what said it. 15 years later, uh, however maybe. long it's been now. I don't know. It's, who knows? It, yeah. One of the issues has to be that there are people, and this this happens at work a lot, there are people in accounting mm-hmm. that run the show, and they look at the bottom line, and they go, uh, numbers don't work out. Let's stop doing that. Even though it might have benefits, you know, it it. It may not be doing the numbers that you need, but it is like the the hard numbers that you need, but it is bringing in other benefits like, you know, people are talking about it or it's a way to start a conversation or bring Netflix up to people or whatever. And they go, nah, numbers aren't working out, though. So stop it. Yeah, it doesn't no. matter. And that and that's why shows like they always the big the shows that catch on always have a champion somewhere higher up the ladder. Yeah. You know, higher up than accounting, so to speak, to be like, listen. Or they're doing the numbers well enough that... Yeah. yeah. But but usually it's one exec who's just like, man, I fucking love Glow. Like, we need to... This needs to happen. I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm gonna shepherd this. I'm going to make sure that this makes it. Yeah. And with Netflix, there's 126 fucking shows, apparently. And, <laughs> right. you know, you don't have 126 execs going, man... We got to make sure Hemlock Grove comes back. You know, it's not happening. Yeah. Well, speaking of Hemlock Grove, we should probably address his other half of his question. Oh, yeah. Eli Roth. (laughs) I almost brought him up during that segment, but I haven't seen any of his movies. And I don't like to talk about things I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. You know, that I only have the vibe from everyone else who's seen it. Right. But I think we've seen at least some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a desire to see any of his movies anyway. Before I watched... The hostile movies. I was like, Ugh, oh, that's I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to watch this torture porn bullshit. But the hostile movies, they're. I mean, they're tough to watch, but there's more story to it than that. It's yeah. not those. Those movies, I think, get a kind of a bad rap as as, as for being torture porn. There's there's mm-hmm. a there's an almost satisfying revenge story going on in those, um, and. I've seen Cabin Fever, which is it's energetic. It's kind of problematic in some ways, but there's some interesting stuff going on in that, too. I mean, all uh, uh, Cabin Fever is wholly different from Hostel. Those are two totally different kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're both over the top, but they're not the same thing. And it doesn't really there are they're showing a lot of the violence, but it doesn't seem to revel in it like I thought they were going to. It's hard to explain, but I, I I don't have a problem with Eli Roth. I mean, I understand he's made some other stuff that I may have a problem with, but of what I've seen of his, I at this point don't have a problem with any of it. So yeah, I here's the weird thing. I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen Cabin Fever, but I'm not positive. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna skip over that. But I have seen both the Hostels. I, I think 
not and and believe me, I'm like one of the people who's completely against torture porn as mm-hmm. we know it. But like the thing that actually bothers me about the hostile movies is it seemed like there was that period of time, and and we we come it comes in waves. But there is this weird undercurrent of xenophobia with yeah. movies. Yeah, and like uh, there was like Teristas, and there was that um, I can't remember. There's the one with like Amber Heard and. Uh, other girl like there was just like these ones where it's like you go to foreign country bad shit is going to yeah, happen oh, to absolutely. you absolutely and there like, was that run of just yeah and i mean it seems America. like it happened like in the 70s and you know and then like and then the 70s was also like hey all that shit can happen if, like just down the street too so just pretty much don't leave your house mm-hmm. you know like there was just this weird like just paranoia thing in 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 these movies which i, I don't know it that's like to me is almost the more the thing that i take issue with in the potential torture porn nature of them is it's just like well this just is weird like you know like this is probably not going to happen to you if you go somewhere yeah like (laughs) but um chances are you'll be okay but but i mean i think the only other one i've seen is like i saw knock knock and like that's i i think i get what he's saying like i i wouldn't necessarily say that by and large i would say you know there is a nastiness to what eli roth makes like a just cold-blooded, you know, almost sociopathic look at the world mm-hmm. of, like, just somebody out for fucking revenge and not even necessarily for a reason, like, just out for some kind of kicks, yeah. you know, and, you know, that the crime doesn't meet the punishment kind of thing sort of sort of going on. And, I mean, I, I don't know that I would say it's necessarily directed towards women. I just think it's, like, some kind of, like, I hate humanity thing you know that that's going on in his head I, mm-hmm. I don't know because to me knock knock was completely opposite you know you have you know you're, you're basically watching count reeves be tortured throughout that movie more or less hmm. you know in in ways you know and it's like yeah he fucks up but like not to the point that like what happens to him should have happened to him kind of thing you know right. and, and that's what's kind of weird to me is like i you know i've heard that before about eli roth being you know misogynistic and you know, torture porn towards women. I'm like, I think he's just kind of like an equal opportunity, like has something he doesn't like about humanity. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff that, that you have a problem with in cabin fever and in hostile was really what everyone was guilty of in the early two thousands of just like saying the R word and, you know, using gay as a term to mean stupid and stuff like that. It was like before people started to realize, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. And everyone started changing the way they were behaving. His movies are just a, uh, a point in time where society hadn't corrected itself yet and stopped doing that. So when you watch those movies now, you're like, Oh man, fuck that guy. It's like, well, hold on. Maybe, you know, maybe his current movies aren't doing that anymore. So, I, I get how some people could watch those movies and just be like, hey, man, this guy's a fuckhead, but... Yeah, and I have no desire to see Green Inferno, like, ever. Oh, yeah, that's no, just, me neither. Nope, never, just never, never. saying, never. like, that, that, that is a genre of movie yeah, that no. is never, probably ever going to be my thing. Yeah, Like, I absolutely don't, I don't need fucking cannibal movies and nope. shit. Sorry. Just... I will never watch those. <laughs> those are the worst. You know, so I'm just throwing that out there. Like, yeah, nothing against them. I'm just like, that. if, if you're making an homage to those, I want no part of it. Yeah. Now, he did make this Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis, so we'll see how far they go with that. The The Death Wish movies were not known for subtlety mm-hmm. and what made him want to go vigilante some shit up. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like there's always filmmakers like that, and there's no difference. Like, just people that are like look at the world with a twisted, raw look of like fucking hate humanity. I'm going to show you why. Yeah, kind of thing. Like that just feels like the lens you're looking at when you watch his movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right then. Yeah. It's <laughs> so next up. Got an email. I like emails. From Jay from Vegas. Jagus. Jagus. <laughs> says, I think I knew who killed sorcery. Uh, what? Hey, Bamcast crew. Jagus here. And way back when you reviewed Stunt Rock for the show, and you had a discussion about which band from that era you would sacrifice to give sorcery to the world. <laughs> and as a huge fan of this band, I am sad to say we may have to kill Iron Maiden to get sorcery, and I will explain why. Done. Okay. When I bought my sorcery CDs, I was listening to a song called Born to Rock, and I was hit with a weird feeling of deja vu. I found out why when I recently re-listened to the first Iron Maiden album. You see, that album's opening song, Prowler, has the same chord progression as Born to Rock. Mm. We're talking Queen versus Vanilla Ice levels of similarity here, plus the disappearance of sorcery happened right around the time Bruce Dickinson replaced Paul Deano. The the Bruce Dickinson? in Iron Maiden and made them superstars with Number of the Beast. So a newly wealthy and powerful Iron Maiden and or an unemployed and desperate for cash because of his drug habit, Deano, could have threatened legal action and ended sorcery. This is all purely speculation, but how does it feel to know that you were so close to naming the band we may have to lose to get Megastar Sorcery? Crash and Burn J sent from Ed Force One. I got no problem losing Iron Maiden. Fuck off. If we get sorcery... I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Put Iron Maiden in the Iron Maiden, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I've never Execute once given them. a shit about Iron Maiden. Like, I get the Ed, they, Eddie reference thing. Did <laughs> they make uh, Run to the Hills? Is that Iron Maiden? Yes. Yeah, then go to fucking hell. Because <laughs> Run to the Hills is the worst song to play ever in rock band. On and drums. it always comes up on random set lists. Oh, it's the fucking worst. So yes, goodbye. <laughs> I Good day. But get the fuck out of here, Iron I Maiden. I say good day, what sir. I, I like... I kind of like listening to that song. No. No, it's like Green Grass and High Tides. Like the song mm. itself is fine. Just don't make me play it in mm. any way, yeah, shape, but or if, form. If we. Okay. But if we I can I, have I, sorcery, though. Sure, fine. Run to the hills can run far away, but I don't <laughs> care. You know, run like, for its life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. I, I get that. I get that scenario. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm making a mild internet defense force for Iron Maiden, is all. Mm. And But they, they may die for so that sorcery may live. So. Yeah. Case closed. Okay. Time machine. First first stop, sorcery. <laughs> Second stop, Iron Maiden. Cuz we go to a sorcery concert first because fucking A. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we would want we, we want to make sure that we see a sorcery concert a sorcer- yeah. in case the time machine fucks up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. We will have been to a sorcery concert. Yes. We'll have done our our <laughs> Top goal. If, if we have time machines, I'm buying one of those uh, wizard hoodies, the Technomancers. Oh, fuck, and, yes. And taking that to the to the show just to mm. blow everyone's fucking mind. Mm. They're like, holy fuck, dude. Are you an actual wizard? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got one more voicemail. All right. This one actually pertains to Bamcast Extra. But what? Yeah, I know. Crossing the streams here. But I liked it enough. I figured we'd put it on the main show. Okay. Hey, Bamcast, this is uh, Evan from the stream. Uh, I just had to call up. I've just uh, finished uh, listening to the uh, Bamf Extra cast of uh, Christmas in July with Santa Claus movie. And uh, I always call in and tell you guys how amazing you are, because it's true, um, and especially the uh, spin-off podcast. But uh, this one, I, I genuinely love. I had to go back 
many times just to listen to because it was so funny, um, was one part where it's Chuck uh, talking about, not going too much into it, but uh, Santa Claus, Claus is a little perturbed, and Chuck gives uh, Santa normal voice and then an elf Santa voice just saying, oh, I'm fat. Oh, well, it's all those cookies, Santa. <laughs> it, it just drove me insane with hilarity. And then, of course, Harlow perfectly punctuates the uh, episode with uh, a saying I'm going to carry on for the rest of my days. I'm going to eat a fucking buffet over your grave. Uh, I, I think I should put that on a shirt, but I'll ask your permission first. Anyway, that's it. Amazing podcast. Uh, guys are doing great. Talk to you later. Evan out. Sent from my dirty bag of laundry. That's right, dude. The whites. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it. The whites. The whites. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna eat a buffet over your grave. <laughs> What's great is I have no idea what the context was that for. That is no, I don't eat remember. a fucking buffet I don't remember over any of your this. grave. Yeah. I'm serious. This shit flows out of my mouth, and I have no idea why I said that. Uh, you should you at least listen to, I it, listen to it twice. I listened to it twice. I don't remember it either. Uh, um, I, I remember t- that scene he's talking about because mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're they're eating a buffet in a graveyard. No, I don't know where that came from. I just I remember the thing that the other thing he was talking about was the like they've discovered that the twas the night before Christmas has been published in the newspaper and they're reading it to Santa thinking it's great. And Santa gets all butthurt that it's calling him fat. He's like a bowl full of jelly. Yeah, he's like, oh, and then one of the, one of the elves is just like, well, you know, Santa, it's probably all those cookies you've been eating, you know. And why does the elf talk like Santa? I don't know why I did that. Apparently, <laughs> I gave the elf Santa voice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I made Evan laugh. That's why I did it. Yeah, I got behind. I I had been listening to like all the when you first started. Mm-hmm. I kept up with all of them, and then I have not listened to the Christmas and July ones yet. I guess I should. I, I, I know there's a lot of anger on some of those. Well, yeah. Like, was it was it week two or three when I just finally declared I fucking hate Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just was like we were like way into it. All of a sudden, I'm just like, by the way, yeah, you did. You just boldly. So the you guys have discovered the reason people are so insistent about Die Hard being a Christmas movie is because there aren't that many actual good Christmas movies. Like the the movies people consider to be good Christmas movies are fucking garbage, and like the ones that you like what, all of them. Chuck? Christmas with the Cranks is fucking garbage. Oh, uh, well, the Halls is fucking garbage. I guarantee you, ninety percent of parents in this country own that on VHS, and will bust it out when the family comes Pro- over. Probably not, because it was not that old of a movie. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to watch a movie? I think we have one. I would say things like <laughs> Elf, Home Alone. You know, It's a Wonderful Life. These are the right. Christmas movies. Right. Those are Christmas We're movies that people think are good. <laughs> right. But you're saying like most. Christmas movies. I don't think Christmas with the Cranks is on most normal people's rotation. Right. Oh, I bet it is. You said you said Christmas movies that people think are good, and that's like Christmas with the Cranks is like nine hundred and seventy eighth. Well, we've established now that both Vince Vaughn Christmas movies are fucking fantastic, and I guarantee you those are like people hate those things. Like just reading through some of the user reviews of those, yeah. people are like this is another stink bomb for Vince Vaughn. He sucks ass. And yeah, just in case you know, we're not trying to spoil our extra thing, but. Four Christmases or five Christmases is uh four. is fucking great, except for the end when it crams like the wrong message down your throat. Like yeah. it's like it is about one thing and then the very end it's like maybe that's mm. why people hate it so much. 
No, like up to that is fucking fantastic. It's and hilarious. It, and and believe me when I'm telling you how bizarre it is for these words to be coming out of my mouth, John Favreau is fucking amazing in it. <laughs> like the as an actor. Yep. Why is that why is that surprising though? If you I've saw this version terrible. If you saw, saw this version of John Favreau, you wouldn't believe it exists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's it's, it's a good. weird alternate dimension, John Favreau. And also, it's also, as point, Chuck pointed out, it's a little mini swingers reunion because the other guy, what, Sue. The, Patrick Van Horn. Yeah, the guy that played Sue was also in mm, it. Yeah. It's weird. It's the, all the swingers people are back together <laughs> for some weird reason. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. yeah. If we had a live stream going, I'd ask Evan why, why is this thing about a buffet on a grave? I, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the Christmas movies that are made to be like schmaltzy and family friendly are painful Mm-hmm. And the ones that try to have a little bit of an edge for people who don't give a fuck about Christmas are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like just going for it. Fantastic. Well, I mean, that's you think about Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all old stuff like Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you is like the only new song that's really stuck. Oh, yeah, any, we- like, like since like the Carpenters in the mm-hmm. late 70s. Those are the only other ones I can think of, and maybe like Muppet Christmas stuff. Yeah. Simply having <laughs> no, we we went on a we went. I on know, a major... but it, unfortunately, it's stuck like herpes. No, I know. Uh, I'm just saying it's... we went on this major like rant about Christmas music because like there are only 12 Christmas songs, and all these movies use them, and it's like there's nothing else you can do interesting with your music. You have to use Christmas songs, and so every once in a while, one will just decide, ah, let's use the country version of that, and it's like, no, that sucks too. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're just stuck with this limited music set and it's irritating okay do any of them use the carpenters not that i've heard so far no i don't get that because that's like some of the best stuff even though it's all melancholy i think is probably the problem with it well shit give me give me the the burl ives christmas album i mean any burl ives christmas song is is the like pinnacle of whatever version of that song Mm -hmm. is it's the burl ives version i don't want to hear any other version you can't beat bing crosby (laughs) I I don't understand that reference, but sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, listen to Christmas in July. Give us a dollar. <laughs> yeah. BJ, where can they go to do that if they should so desire? Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Nice. Yeah, only a yeah, dollar gets you, gets you early access to those. Yeah. Uh, and right now, we have something brewing. Oh. Uh, we just We just poured out a little for the patrons. <laughs> But this is something that'll be released to the uh, to the wide audience uh, coming up soon. But if you're a patron, it's make an sure early to, access right now. Yeah, it is an early access, so <laughs> you can pay uh, twenty five ninety nine for a broken version <laughs> of. Um, should I spill the beans? I'll spill the beans. Uh, it's a budding Bear Suit Studios Discord server. Oh. So we are. Um, if you are interested in talking with each other or us all day while uh, I try to avoid work. Um, <laughs> just if you're a patron or even talk amongst yourselves or talk amongst we'll yourselves, you a topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ant lions, they're neither ants nor lions discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but no, if you're a patron, it's, it's live for you right now. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash BMF and there's a post with a link and you can sign up and enjoy uh, all of our company right now. There's a few of us. We got a few channels going in there. We got some, got some hot activity, uh, but check it out. It's going to be released to the wider BMF and no quarters and all the extra 700 podcasts we do. As soon as we work out the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, if you are a patron and you haven't signed up for it, please do so that we can kind of, you know, get a, 
get a sense of things that we might have to adjust for uh, the wider audience going forward. It'll help us test things out. But um, And if you listen on like the other side of the globe, don't feel like you might be alone in there because other people might also be listening on the other side of the globe. There might right. be activity in there 24 hours a day. And I don't go to bed till like 3 a.m. Anyway, I was going to say, BJ's so, always awake. <laughs> so I will be there for, if you're in the UK, I'll be there for your morning coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you hop on the tube and go to <laughs> go to work at the lorry factory or whatever the shops, <laughs> we pop on down to the shops. <laughs> breakfast of chips, <laughs> right? You can get on there. No, and your you Engli- can... proper English breakfast. Uh-huh. You get on yeah. on there and talk like you're from London. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you sound like you're from London. Whole English beans and toast and bacon and tomatoes and mushrooms. I always feel bad whatever. when I'm about to go to sleep and I see that the UK is up and starting their day, and I'm like. Fuck, I'm up way too late. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should be going to bed now. Yeah. It's it's 3 a.m. Friends in London have already yeah. like put in their lunch orders. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's, you know, a lot of us keep weird schedules. So we also have some West Coast folks. So they're starting their days later and ending them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but check it out if you're a patron right now. If you're not a patron, it only costs a dollar to get in there. So you could, you know, you could hop in real quick and... And yell at us all of your terrible opinions or good opinions, whichever you happen to have. And uh, yeah, that's that's a thing I'm done pimping for now. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Discord. What about all the free stuff people can do? Oh, well, that's all at BMFcast.com, but you should know that. Um, you should also know that there are buttons on the right-hand side that will take you to all of our social things, like our Twitter and Facebook and all that. Another thing that by now, you know, 947 episodes, you should have figured out that 9105 Jocks BMF is the Garfield phone number. It's 9105 Jock 9105569263. Um, you can call that and leave a message like Evan did and Birdie did and like uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam mock like making fun of, not like the speed. Ooh, Adam mock like making fun of, not the speed. Easy <laughs> <laughs> there, SpongeBob oh. meme. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's it. That's how you get a hold of us. That's how you do fun things with us. Cool. Get after it. All right. Do it. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. (laughs) 